Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where entrepreneurs like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited you're here. We're talking about go-to-market strategies. So go-to-market is really one of these buzzwords that oftentimes I feel like founders don't 100% understand why they need one and why it's important. So today we're going to be covering some of the basic elements of the go-to-market strategy and I'm going to be sharing with you why you need to be always relaunching your product. Um, So let's dive in. So a go-to-market strategy is really an overall comprehensive uh, plan of how your product is going to be positioned and launched into the market. So when you're putting together your go-to-market strategy, some things you're going to be digging into is your comp set, understanding your product market fit, understanding your ideal customer. I often get a lot of pushback, especially from founders in the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey, because I always say you need to start somewhere. And I'm often met with some resistance. Founders sometimes come to me saying, why am I going to be doing any brand work or any of these high-level marketing strategy before I really have enough data to make the right decisions? And my pushback is always, just like anything in business, it's not about making the right decisions. It's about starting somewhere and then iterating and changing and growing with the data and the feedback that you get. But my argument for always starting sort of with a top-down approach to marketing and branding is because, especially in this competitive landscape, it's incredibly important to have an opinion, to have your brand stand for something, to have your brand begin with certain values um, and a certain passion for whatever the brand stands for. Of course, This will change and evolve as you grow and your business grows. But I think that there are some fundamental elements of your brand and who you serve that you can figure out pretty early on, which is going to lead lead kind of your team with a strong foundation in executing the certain parts of, yes, even the very early marketing efforts to start with an aligned message, an aligned purpose, this is going to help you gain traction quicker. And I know I've said this several times on the podcast, and this is not new statistics, but as people's attention spans are dwindling, you need to be repetitively out on social media, on all digital platforms with a same strong message Otherwise, it's going to be so much more difficult to communicate what your company actually does and who you serve. So if you're interested or in the process of building your go-to-market strategy, you can head on over to uglyventures.com. That's U-G-L-I 
ventures.com and you can download a free template that's going to walk you through some of the basic stages of building a go-to-market strategy. But what this is also going to do is help you save a lot of time. I really believe in the power of going through these exercises early on. You know, if you have your MVP and you're ready to kind of test out launch your product into the world, don't, don't, don't do it before going through some of these basic elements and build your go-to-market strategy. The other misconception I kind of want to land on here is the idea of launching in general. So I have some founders that come to me and they say, oh, I'm really nervous to launch because if I don't get the results that I want, investors are going to think that my product is a complete failure. And so they hold off actually launching and they believe that they can start raising money pre-launch because their idea is just so excellent and the market share, you know, possibilities are just so compelling and what I can say is that investors are really most interested in traction, traction of any kind. And oftentimes in the very long and exhaustive process of raising money, it really doesn't behoove you to withhold launching your product. And I really believe that launching a product, <clears throat> having soft launches or whatever it may be, is so critical for gathering valuable data and relaunching with the information that you learned. You can constantly be iterating the process and be refining and improving your brand. None of the stuff is set in stone. In fact, it's a really silly idea to think that you set it and forget it with your brand and your marketing and your sales strategies even, your communication strategies. All this is always, always going to be changing. But Let's dig into, for a minute, the idea of launch. What is launch, right? Launch is just essentially a well-thought-out and planned marketing campaign. <clears throat> and when you're actually running your business, you need to think about having launches constantly. The difference between building the go-to-market strategy is just the piece of doing all of your homework before actually creating that campaign. But, but I really believe that once that go-to-market strategy is done, it should be reviewed and updated and improved several times a year. With clients that I work with, we review go-to-market strategies once a quarter. We make sure that the ideas and the philosophy that we originally put down still applies as our business changes and evolves, but it's also a good marker to make sure that everything that we're doing in sales and marketing and customer service is in line with what our original mission, philosophy, and values are. <clears throat> when you're in the day-to-day -to, -day to business, it's easy to forget what those core values are, and especially as opportunities pop up. I think in startup world, we're always putting out fires and dodging new opportunities and sort of weighing opportunity versus how, um, you know, how 
capturing a certain opportunity will play against the overall sales and marketing strategy. And if you're not constantly looking back at what that strategy is or what the brand values are, it's really easy to sort of go astray and get distracted by shiny objects like ways to get cash influx in your business quickly, even if it goes against what the brand values are. And I really believe that in the long run, that ends up doing more damage than good. So you want to be taking a really long view when you're building your go-to-market strategy, laying the foundation of your brand and your uh, marketing. So if we break down further what some of the elements are of the go-to-market strategy, as I mentioned before, I love, love, love digging into things like comp set, right? And even if you don't have direct competitors, It is so helpful to have an idea of the sandbox you're playing with, right? And if you have a particularly disruptive product, maybe that comp set or sandbox that you're playing in is quite different than what people would traditionally think of a comp set in relation to your business. But I really love the idea of understanding what competitors are competitors are doing in your vertical and by the way investors will 100% want to test you in your knowledge of what competitors competitors are doing in your vertical so i would really suggest doing that research and having some really good answers on what sets your business apart from those competitors the next thing that's incredibly important to meditate on is your value prop, right? What are the unique selling points of your product? And this is much, much easier to do once you've dug into that sandbox and you really have a clear understanding of what's out there, right? So being able to communicate your value proposition, understanding the position that you have in the market, all this is really, really valuable Uh, topics to research and meditate on. Once you've established those basic elements, you're going to want to understand that buyer persona, right? What are their buying criteria? What are some of their pain points? And I love suggesting always to go through the exercise of doing a, a messaging matrix, which is essentially extracting those pain points And then coming up with um, some phrases that explains how your product or service satisfies the pain point or relieves the pain point for the persona. And again, this is not going to be perfect. This will change as you get feedback from clients. The best thing you can do is actually update that messaging matrix as you get reviews, as you get complaints, right? And this is completely an iterative process. Then you want to, of course, lay down that basic, basic elements of what the brand is. What are the brand promises? What are the values of your brand or the values of your company? I, again, if you're more of a technical mind, maybe you're an engineer, maybe this feels like a little bit more of the fluffy side of business, but I cannot stress enough that this is actually the major differentiator that your business is going to have against competitors or anyone else that comes into your space. Brand is so important. 
especially as technology advances and building out more technical products becomes easier and easier, the competitive landscape is just going to get more intense. And it's the value, the brand that you create that is going to um, allow you to stand out amongst the crowd and gain those customers and gain that loyalty. So do not skip over brand. Once you have all of that set up, it's really about putting together your client value journey, which is that marketing funnel that I've talked at nauseum about. Um, there's tons of resources, which I'll put in the show notes about building the client value journey. But this is your six-step process, which is going to be converting a client from just knowing about your brand to actually buying your brand and becoming a raving fan. You want to be intentional about building that client value journey because the clients are going on it whether or not you intentionally design it. So here's like the basic elements I just went through really, really quickly. Again, you can grab the template with all of this on the website. But this is the foundational work. And once the foundational work is done and you understand what your company is and who you're trying to sell to, your, you know, your position in the market and, and the value that you bring in general, you can create that launch campaign. That's that big launch campaign in association with the client value journey that you create, right? So if you're aware tactic is um, a big partnership uh, strategy or it's an advertising strategy, then you can build out all the creative behind it. But with the knowledge, with that foundational pieces done, so you know how your, you know, if it's you or your team is going to create the creative around it. But marketing in and of itself involves a lot of campaign launches, doing postmortem on the results of those campaigns, and constantly iterating and improving campaign after campaign after campaign. Because in your business, you constantly have to be launching. Clients want to be excited, right? They want to have new creative content to consume. They want to be inspired to buy with you and get into your world. So it's not a one and done scenario by no stretch of the imagination. And it is quite an involved iterative process. So I hope that that helped give you a little bit of insight on what a go-to-market strategy is and why you need it especially if you're on the fundraising journey. Do not think that you can go into giving your pitch to investors and not have a go-to-market strategy laid out. I know that for investors, it's a really big red flag if when asked what their go-to-market strategy is, there's no, uh, the, the founder has no clue or doesn't have anything exciting or interesting to say in a confident way. Investors really want to know that you are confident with how the, um, how the business is going to be launched, how that's going to be performed, how, you know, how the revenue is going to grow X, Y, and Z. And it's not a matter of getting the money from the investor and then just throwing that money at whomever to do all this for you. I also, and this is my last note, really believe that whether marketing and branding is your thing or not, 
someone on the founding team needs to be the driver and have the passion for the brand that's being built. You cannot outsource that. You just can't. Um, and, and the founder uh, and investors, they really want to see that passion from you, the founders. They want to see it. So if it's not particularly in your wheelhouse to get excited about brand, my advice is find a way to make it tantalizing to you and just dig on in. There's a lot of really wonderful thought leaders, you know, Seth Godin, um, Amy Porterfield even are, are some really great um, thought leaders when it comes to marketing and branding. Red Antler is an incredible agency to follow um, along on Twitter and, and um, on their blog and things like that. So definitely find some elements of brand and marketing that excite you, you get attached to and, and can kind of give you the stamina to really start digging into these pieces of your business because undoubtedly it's going to be very important for sales and marketing. So thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to see you back here next week and I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their day. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing for Startups podcast and for sticking around till the end. It would mean so much to me if you could like and subscribe to this podcast. It's a great way of telling the world that this podcast has content worth listening to. And remember, you could always reach me at LinkedIn at Victoria Hajar or at UglyVentures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week.